Hello and welcome to Hugenhoff Podcast episode 84. Today, unfortunately, it's just going to be me. Um, my schedule's been busy, so I didn't get on with Lore. Actually, Lore had a couple things going on anyway. Um, so, just going to be me. Sorry about that. Uh, but before I get into the show, I've got some like random stuff at the top that I want to say. The first thing that I want to say is um, I'm catching up with the house thing. I've moved into my new house, if anybody remembers. I talked about that last time. So that's all done. I'm into the new house, like literally moved in two days ago. So nothing's unpacked. Things are still in storage. It's still pretty crazy around here, but at least I moved into the new house. So that's always fun. It was was a long, complicated thing, but I'm done with that. So that's fun. I also promised something new, which I'm going to mention only quickly here because I want to tell Laura about it too and go into more detail. But in case anybody wants to download it, uh, if anyone plays D&D, I've got a little like D&D helper app that does uh, helps order everybody by initiative and calculates gold and uh, experience and stuff like that. And you can download it for free. And that you can find at frothnir.com. That's F-R-O-T-H-N-I-R.com, frothnir.com. And you can download that for free. Just go to the D&D tab and then go down to um, D&D Java app. And of course, if you go there, that will take you to the open archive page and hit show all files. And then uh, dndcalculator.jar is what you can run. And as long as you've got Java on your system, then it will work. So that's that exciting thing I was talking about. Um, I, I really used it as an excuse to learn um, Java Swing, which is like the GUI part of Java. But uh, yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. I coded that all by myself uh, in my free time, you know. So download it. Have fun with it. That's my super cool thing that I wanted to talk about. So, with all that out of the way, I will actually do the show now. As I said, it's episode 84, and keep in mind, if you wanted to view any of my shows, you can always do that by going to Hugenhoff Podcast, or I mean by going to hugenhoff.org. If you had any questions about who we are, you go there, um, the podcast tab, the rune tab. Anyway, everything you might need is at hugenhoff.org. And if you had any questions or comments, please send them to hugenhoffpodcast at gmail.com. I want to take a moment to thank everybody who has sent me stuff in. I got a couple emails. I'm not going to go over those right now just because I want to go over them when Laura's on the show because he really appreciates the feedback as well but I got some good feedback so for the people who sent those in thank you anyone who had trouble with links not working I think I've got them all fixed um so they should be working now Uh, yeah there's a problem so it turns out this one time when I published my show I forgot to capitalize an H and my link and then it just messed everything up there's like two shows where i forgot to capitalize the link and that's enough to break everything so that was a pain but i got them fixed now and we should be all ready to go um I, i keep randomly getting people who are starting to listen so that's always really fun that's exciting for me uh Anyway, enough about that. We are going to go over Isa today, which is Darun. This is another Inspired by the Rune series. So this one's probably going to be uh, faster, or shorter rather, than the other ones. Um, 
when it's just me, I don't want to sit here and ramble forever. I just want to say what I want to say and then move on. So that's very much what I'll be doing today. This may be a short one. Just heads up. Uh, next month, I do plan to have Lore back on. I'm in the new house. The internet is actually way faster. I literally went from 8 megabits per second to 1 gigabit per second. So that's a huge increase in speed. Um, I don't live in the country anymore, which is a bummer, but you know, schools or whatever, good schools. So that's why I moved. I'm sure I'll do a podcast about that eventually. Um, but the internet's way faster. So I'm very much enjoying that. Uh, anyway, so my point is Laura and I are going to get together to do one of these next month, of course, and we are going to probably get back into, um, the lore ratings that we were doing last time because we're, we're not done with that yet and I want to jump back into that so no that is definitely coming and yeah I'll be out I'll be out next month so that's good uh yeah because everything's just been put on pause because of this house thing so uh we're back back to normal next month oh also uh this is probably going to come out late a day late or maybe two days late, so I apologize for that. Um, just again, but the craziness of the buying a new house thing, I didn't have time to put it out on time when I wanted to. All right, enough rambling for real. So I want to talk about ISA. ISA is an interesting rune. I don't like to say there's bad runes, but there are some runes with more negative connotations than other, which is where ISA fits. So if I read the definition from my own website, it says ISA, stagnation, or perhaps waiting, nothing is moving. So this is the very simplest of definitions. So remember, this is the... Oh, hold on. Oh, hold on, hold on. You know what I just realized... We did haggles last week. We're ready for Nothis. I'm sorry. Uh, Nothis is where we are. And I can't forget Nothis because it's a very important rune. So Isa will be next time. Nothis is what we are doing this time. Okay, let's start over. So Nothis is need. Something you do not have but need. Um, so again, that's, it's, I don't want to say there's a negative connotation to that. It's maybe not like a joyous rune like Wonjo would be, but it's a pretty standard rune. It's something you need. So uh, what it means is like need fire. If you look at the rune itself, you can imagine two sticks being rub rubbed together to create a fire. And our ancestors, especially the early ones, that'd be one of their biggest needs. Or, or it's a big human need is just fire. So that's where we're going over today. Nothes. Um, it, I don't want to say it's simple because that's not right. Um, it needs it, but it means need. It means something you need. It's a little more straightforward than ISA would have been, for example. I'm going to go ahead and read some of the rune poems uh, so we can get an idea. I always go to the rune poems, and these rune poems are linked in my uh, website under links probably also in their show notes for this episode. I really do suggest reading the rune poems because they're good. So the first one says, um, oh, let's see. 
The old, the old Norse one says, constraint gives scant choice. A naked man is chilled by the frost. Um, so that's a good thing to think about with need is it constrains us in a lot of ways. It, it doesn't, so this reminds us of like that, uh, who is it, Maslow's hierarchy of needs. If your needs of like food and shelter are not met, you don't really have the ability to be creative. That's a higher need, but you need to fulfill these lower needs first. So when food and shelter isn't met, you're being constrained and you can't think about these higher goals. So need by its nature has a constraining like uh, aspect to it. All right, so let's go ahead and read the Icelandic rune poem. Um, Grief of the bond made and state of oppression and toilsome work. So again, the same idea, this idea of... Um, grief and and oppression and work and stuff like that so again need anglo-saxon rune poem um trouble is oppressive to the heart yet often it proves a source of help and salvation to the children of men to everyone who heeds it betimes okay so yet often it proves a source of help and salvation so uh the there's some idea of need. So I guess what's important about need is sometimes it's hard for us to know what we actually do need. And let's let's look at this in Heimdall's at the one that we just looked at. The first the first one was haggles or destruction. So if we look at this process of um, rebirth, this like personal spiritual evolution, being in this at, I think I mentioned that last time, the, the first at or phrase at had a lot to do with the external world, right? And this one has a lot to do with the internal or esoteric world so the first thing that you would do as i mentioned last time is destroy the old whatever destroy the old self so you can make new um, so you can make the new one so after you destroy the old self let's say then the next thing is nothis what do you need why is it that you destroyed the old self? So you have this idea of change, right? They're like, well, I need to change myself. Okay, destroy your old habits. Destroy who you used to be so you can change. Well, what are you going to change into? What is it that you, why are you changing in the first place? If you're a good person, you don't want to change that, do you? You want to say, I'm a good person, but I need to change to be a bad person. It's like, no, we don't say that. It's like, I'm a good person, so I'm not going to change that. Why would I change that? But if you're like, what kind of, oh, I, I'm a bad person, well, maybe that does need changed. What needs changed about the way you are? It's like, well, I uh, don't take other people's feelings into consideration. Okay, that's what you need changed. That's what you need to focus on. The need is to take other people's considerations in, into concern when you make decisions or whatever. So if we look at my house buying, 
obviously still top of my mind, so I'm still using it as my example. Uh, the first thing that I needed to do was um, actually the first thing that I needed to do was before the whole process started was decide like am I okay with the situation I'm in now? And the answer was no. So I destroyed the old situation. I, I moved away from that house. Um, but, but then, or, well, I didn't, though. I didn't move away from that house, actually, physically. I'm not, I'm not there yet. I decided that I didn't need to be in the old house. And then I sat down and said, well, but where do I need to be? Well, what's wrong with the old house? Uh, it doesn't have access to the school systems I want. Okay, so what do I need? I need a better school system. Okay, uh, and, and where's that? That's here. And then the next thing is, is the idea of putting that off and, and waiting for a moment to let it germinate and all this other stuff, but we're not getting into that this time around. Uh, so, so again, this is a process. First of all, the destruction has to happen. You have to realize, I know I am unhappy where I am. And then you have to say why. And then you go with the other things. So that's where I am. So, you know, I would say like, well, I know I'm unhappy where I am right now. I'm really mm, just unhappy. Okay, so that was hackles. That was what we went over last month. And it's like, now you say, well, why? Why am I really unhappy? And then I could say, well, because this school system is not a school system that I like. And they don't have before day care, which makes it very difficult to get my school, my kids there on time and also get to work. So th those are the needs. Those are the things that need to be um, taken care of. And I think they're very important because the first thing that you need to realize is, is haggles. The first thing you need to say is like, well, I'm not happy here, so I'm not going to be here anymore. And you do need to con commit to that. But before you actually do anything about it, except mentally, um, you need to understand why. And I mean, I think this is a problem that everybody struggles with. Definitely myself included. I'm definitely guilty of this. Sometimes you're just like, well, I'm not happy. I'm going to change something. What am, what am I going to change? I don't know. Maybe I'll move. I don't know. Maybe I'll buy a new car. I don't know. Maybe I'll listen to different music. I don't know. That's a weird example. But you'll do this thing where you'll be like, well, I'm unhappy. So let me go change something. And then you just change the thing. That's not really the way you do it. You need to say like, well, I'm unhappy. Okay, why? What is it that I need to be happy? And then from there, you can, you can actually change the thing that you need to be changed. Okay, so that was just kind of like describing the rune and what it does and what it means. Um... I guess going into it a little more, uh, or my own, uh, again, this is an inspired by, not a explaining what the rune is. But the whole inspired by thing, I guess, uh, I think it's really important that we take a little bit of time to say, like, 
what do we actually need in our daily lives? It's easy to live daily life and be like, you know, just go go through the motion, so to speak. You're like, well, I go to work and then I come home and I do this thing and then I eat dinner and then I go to bed. But sometimes it's important to be like, like, well, why do I do these things? What is it that I need? Why do I go to work? Oh, well, it's to make money. Oh, well, I need money, I guess. Why do I need money? Oh, right, because without money, I can't buy groceries and I'll starve to death and die. There, that's an actual, like, legit made. A legit, legitimate need. So, um, I think it's important to realize what we really need and what we maybe don't really need. You know, maybe we're like, oh, well, I go to the movies every Thursday night. Why? What What do you need? Do you need a social connection with people? Well, no, I, I, I go alone. Do you need entertainment? I don't actually like movies. It's like, well, the, what's the need? Why are you going? And you're like, well, I don't know. Maybe I should stop. So I think that it's important to always reconsider what you need and what you don't need. Because um, it would... It's a waste of time to keep doing something that's not actually benefiting you in any way. So I think I mentioned this on the podcast. I'm a big fan of the bullet journal, um, especially the way Ryder actually describes it and goes through it. And if you're curious, it's on YouTube. Just look up the official bullet journal channel and he has introductory videos. Uh, But his whole idea was don't work harder at something when you're it's a productivity system basically but he was like don't spend time working harder at the thing and realizing and and don't spend time figuring out how you're going to budget every single second of your day so you're always working really hard rather focus on if you need to be working on the thing in the first place like does this thing give me joy and a lot of times they don't you know, you might say, well, I'm working really hard on this project, and you sit back and you're like, why am I working on this project? Let's just say, for example, you were, I don't know, um, making a video game, and you're like, oh, I'm working really hard on this video game, and then you sit back and you're like, well, why? It's like, well, my friend said it'd be really cool if I made a video game in passing in this conversation I had, and it's like, well, is their opinion important enough to justify all this working? You know, maybe the answer is no. Um, now, that said, I mean, I always say things like this, like, do it's important to to sit down and think, do I really need to be doing this thing? Is this really the best for me? The answer is usually yes. Usually you need the things that you think you need. Like, do I need to eat? Oh, yes, I do. Do I need to have a job? Yes, I do. Do I need to get in, if you're in a younger stage of life, do I need to get an education? Yes, actually, you do. The answer's going to be yes, like 80% of the time. But then there's that other 20% of the time where the answer is no, I don't really need this thing, and I'm just kind of wasting my time spending so much work going after it. So, just to say, when I... when you hear people talking about like, well, maybe you don't need all the things you have. Really, you're going to need most of those things that you have. But if you can cut out even one thing, it's probably going to end up being pretty significant over the grand scheme of your life. It's going to take a pretty significant amount of time over the grand scheme of your life. So doing that reflection 
every once in a while to decide what you still need and what you don't still need is really important even though generally speaking nothing changes when something does change and you cut something out it makes a pretty big difference over the course of your life uh, another thing I'm a big fan of and I've been doing with this whole moving process is trying to downsize again I'm always trying to downsize that's not true I have a natural tendency to be a pack rat possibly even a hoarder which is why I am making a conscious effort to downsize. Shortly before we left the house, I got rid of a bunch of stuff, and I was so glad that I did, because it just like freed up the whole upstairs. The upstairs was just a mess, and it was, it was just stuff, and it, it wasn't trash. It was nice stuff, and stuff that I wanted, but it had filled it up so much that like the upstairs of my house was... I don't want to say unlivable. It was it was livable. We used one of the rooms. But it's like two rooms were very cluttered and I didn't spend so very much time in them because they were so cluttered. And anyway, I, I really took an effort to get rid of all that stuff and I got rid of like all of it. And they were very sparsely populated rooms after the fact. And one of them I set up my model train because I'm an old person and I like model trains. And it was nice. It was a little train room and I had fun in it and I spent time up there again and it's all because I decided to um declutter. And, and I decided, when I, I sat down there and I said, do I really need this? I have this. Um, books are bad examples because I can't make myself get rid of books. I still can't do that one. But, you know, I'd go up there and be like, okay, well, here's, here's a computer. Do I still need this or can I get rid of it? Here's a desk. Do I still need this or can I donate it to somebody else or, or whatever? There, there's just a bunch of stuff. Here's some knickknacks from a trip that I took 10 years ago. Was the trip fun yeah do i need trips do i need knickknacks to remember the trip i took no i probably don't so i got rid of a lot of it and then when i was moving here of course um i continued doing that and you know my model train was one of the things that came up this time i really liked it and i still like the idea of model trains but i knew going into this house i wasn't going to be able to have like a train table because there's just not really a good place for it. I don't know if this house is smaller than my other house. Um, probably not. This, uh, I don't know. They're pretty close to the same size. They're just laid out a little bit differently. But but the big reason... In, anyway, so one of the things that I was doing is like, well, I put a lot of time and effort into this model train. But is it realistic? It... it First of all, is it realistic that I take my train table out? And the answer was actually no, because I built it in that room and there's no way to get it out. But another thing I sat down and said, I said, like, how much joy does this thing really give me on a day-to-day -day basis? And I got really into it for a while and I very much enjoyed it. But when I looked back on it, I was like, well, I had a lot of fun with it, but I haven't really been using it that much and it keeps breaking and the breaking is frustrating and am I having what am I doing what am I spending more time doing being frustrated or enjoying playing with a little model train and it didn't end up that I was probably being frustrated more than I was enjoying spending time with a model train so now I'm probably getting rid of that too I've already got rid of the table um I took it apart to get it out of the room, and then I gave the pieces to somebody who was going to do something with them. They wanted them. 
And now I've got like the track and the trains and uh, I'm going to ask ask a couple of my family members if they want them. They've already said no once, but I figure I'll ask one more time. And if they don't, I've got another friend who's always wanted to get into it. I'm going to give it to give it to him so that he has a jump start on it because it's a pretty good place to start. Part of me sad because I really did enjoy doing it. Um, but I knew I didn't want to start the table again from the beginning. And overall, I just... To do it that first time was completely worth it. But to do it again would not be completely worth it. There's just enough frustrations in there that the joy that I get out of it doesn't outweigh the frustrations. You know, the first time I did it, it was a lot of fun. But it's not something I want to spend the rest of my life doing. It's not a big part of me. So I was like, well, that's another thing I can downsize. I've said, I've done this. I, I can say that I, I did this and it was fun. But I'm going to move on now and try something new. So that's another thing. I very much have the desire to pack it away in a box somewhere and hold on to it forever, but never actually use it. But uh, I think the whole thing of like determining what you need and what you don't need is important here so you don't do that so you know i'm gonna get rid of it somehow but yeah i just think that's a thing that you should always take a little bit time a little bit of time to to do be like do i need this or do i not need this because you know first time i cleaned everything up there's so many things that i was like I remember putting it away and I was like, well, I might need this at some point in time or I might get into this or I might do this again. And the answer always ended up being no. And you know, you'd be like, there's something that you'll say like, well, I might do this again sometime. And, and it's been sitting in a box for 10 years. And I was like, well, just the square footage that that is wasting is not, is not worth it. E even if I got back into this hobby tomorrow after it had sat in a box for 10 years, the square footage that that wasted for those last 10 years wasn't worth it. And what I mean is, if you're going to fall out of a hobby, you're going to stop doing a hobby, and you're like, well, I might come back to it. You're probably not going to come back to it for 10 years. And after 10 years, you might as well just buy the stuff again. If, if you have the choice, if, if you know that you're not going to do something for 10 years, you should give the things away because just the space that they take is not worth um, is not worth it if you're not going to go back to it for 10 years. So at some point in time, you have to realize that like you may be out something if you're not a pack rat. Because, you, right, if you're a pack rat, you're always there's always going to be some situation where the thing that you kept that you shouldn't have really kept is going to like get you out of a bind and then you feel justified and then you like hold on to everything and your house turns into a mess. Uh, and, and that's kind of a hard logic to, to fight against because there was this, this random thing I needed. It was some computer thing like a, uh, USB wireless adapter or something. And, and and I bought it and it was like $10 or something. And it ended up not working the way that I wanted it to. But I was like, well, but I don't want to throw it away. That would be a waste of money. So I 
held on to it and I held on to it for like literally 10 years and then I was putting another computer together and it was running Linux and the drivers didn't work for the wireless that was built in so I found this wireless adapter and I plugged it in and, I was, and it, it worked so I was like oh well I sure am glad that I held on to this thing for 10 years because I thought I didn't need it but it turns out it saved me right there and that's true like I really am glad I held on to it, but I could have just spent $10 on the thing again, and then I would have had less than I would have had 10 years of less clutter. So I don't know. It's one of those tricky things. Like you really want to be frugal and you really don't want to throw things away that you're going to need again, because we definitely, especially in America, we just throw everything away. We're a very throwaway, disposable society, and you, you don't want to fall into that because that's bad. And, you know, it, it wastes your money, then you'll be really poor. Um, but on the other hand, you don't want to hold on to everything because you're just going to turn into a hoarder, and that's also bad. So I don't know. It's somewhere between it. Somewhere between the two. I think the best thing to do is just not buy the stuff in the first place, right? Just be like, okay, before you make a purchase, be like, do I need the thing I am about to purchase? Because a lot of times the answer is no. So that's the best way to do it. But once you have a thing that you have purchased, then it, it is really hard to convince yourself to be like, yeah, well, I'm just going to throw it away because I don't need it anymore. But I still think that's usually the right choice just to like declutter the space that you live in and also just to declutter your mind. Um, if you're not if you're not realistically going to use a thing, then you should probably get rid of it. So again, I mean, that's just a thing that that is kind of one of my personal things that I'm doing lately. I'm trying to look through everything and saying like, do I really need this or do I not really need this? And then getting rid of it or not getting rid of it. You know, one of the things that motivates me to do that is um, kids are always a little materialistic because they're kids and that's just kind of who they are. And it's not bad when they do it because, you know, a, a kid is supposed to be attached to their toys or whatever because um, they're kids and those things are important to them. But it I've used it as a reminder to be like, well, am I attached to my things as well? Am I because when you when you see it like you take a kid's toy away or or a kid can't find their toy and then they start crying, they're like, well, it's kind of overreacting to cry just because you can't find a stuffed animal. And from the kid's perspective, obviously, it's not. And anyone, everyone would would admit that a kid is not being ridiculous or overreacting by because they're crying because they lost their stuffed animal but you can also say well if an adult were ever to do that that would be ridiculous that would be overreacting and then you kind of think like well wouldn't the house would would like you cry about if you like literally cry about is there a thing that you'd literally cry about if you lost and then the question is like should you be that connected to physical stuff or not. So I'm kind of trying to get away from materialism a little bit. Not like crazy, sell all my stuff and move to a commune, get over materialism, but maybe just a tad less materialistic than I am right this second. So that's another thing with the downsizing. You end up 
or you try to get rid of the things that are not utilitarian. So, you know, if there's something you're like, oh, well, I like it just because it's sentimental, I'm trying to have less of those things and more things like, well, why are you holding on to this computer? It's like, well, because that's literally where I code and pay my bills and I sort of need it. So anyway, um, I'm definitely, I've definitely been rambling for a while. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and wrap up. And I guess just my last thoughts are going to be about need in general. Always take a moment to decide what do you need and what do you not need. And then get rid of those things that you don't need because they end up just cluttering your physical space or your emotional space or your... Um, intellectual space or your spiritual space I guess you could say anyway so take a moment say like do I which things do I actually need and which things do I not actually need you know get rid of the ones that you don't need anymore Uh, that's my advice for this month I guess anyway that's going to wrap it up for us thank you everyone for listening I do hope you enjoyed it and we should be having lore on next uh, next month so thank you again for listening and I will talk to you next time Rahel.